Miracy. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode of this show, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. Today is a bit of a special occasion, because you see, it marks the 50th story that I've shared through our show. Stories have an extraordinary power. They have the ability to transport us to different worlds, evoke emotions, and connect us on a deep human level. They ignite our imaginations, challenge our perspectives, and remind us of our shared humanity. From a starved sparrow who lovingly gifts its cruel caretaker, to the story of love and madness being paired together for life, we've had our fair share of thought-provoking endings. While we've also shared stories of transformation, like the selfish giant whose heart was warmed by those annoying intruders in his garden. With each episode, we strive to create an immersive experience for you, and we're eager to do so for another 50 episodes. So if there's a particular fairy tale or folk tale that you'd like to have me tell, and then pull out the business lessons just like I do in this podcast, now is your opportunity. Email the story to podcast at miracy.com no later than the end of day, Friday, September 1st. I'll go through the entries and choose my favorite to tell for the October 5th episode. I'll also announce your name and the name of your business in that episode. Again, that deadline is Friday, September 1st. Send your entries to podcasts at miracy.com. That's podcasts, plural, at miracy, M-I-R-A-S-E-E dot com. Make sure to put Once Upon a Business 50th episode in the subject line. Thank you again for your time and lending us your ears. Here's to the next 50 episodes and beyond. And please enjoy this episode's story, Why Bats Hang Upside Down. Long ago, when the world was new, the creator called all the creatures together and told them, The earth is filled with wondrous places. Go out and find the place that you would call home. So all the creatures went out, and at first, all the animals decided to live together in one place over here, and all the birds decided to live together in another place over there. Now to celebrate their new home, the animals decided to have a party. Word went out that the animals would all gather that evening in a nearby clearing. When Bat heard about the party, he was very excited. He got so busy brushing his fur and shining his wings. And when he finally arrived, Bat fluttered to the branch of a nearby tree and looked down toward the clearing. Ooh, all the animals were having a good time, he thought. From the tree branch, Bat saw that there were all sorts of tasty foods and sweet drinks laid out for everyone. And the animals were making their own music Some were playing drums and reeds, roaring, barking, bellowing, howling and trumpeting, everyone singing. They were dancing in a line and stamping their feet. The place was hopping. Bat shivered with anticipation and fluttered down to the entrance where Zebra stood guard. Evening, Zebra, Bat squeaked. Fine night for a party. Stop right there, Bat, neighed Zebra. Where do you think you're going? Well, into the animals' parties, stammered Bat. Oh, no, you don't. This party is only for animals, and you are not an animal. 
Oh, but I am, insisted Batsy. I've got fur and teeth. Only animals have that. But you've got wings. Only birds have wings. Now get out of here before I stomp you. Zebra raised his hoof and Bat quickly fluttered out of the way back up to that tree. He sadly watched the animals feasting and singing and dancing and the tears began to run down his fur all the way to his feet. And Bat began to slip this way and that way until he slipped all the way around and hung upside down. Bat was too sad to care. He just stayed upside down and his tears fell to the ground. Well, when the birds heard about the animals' party, they decided this sounded like a great idea. They decided to have a party of their own. When word went out that all the birds would gather that night in a nearby clearing, Bat thought, now's my chance to have some fun. He spiffed himself up, shined his wings, buffed up his feet. He was ready. He fluttered over to the clearing and landed in a nearby tree. The party was already in full swing. There were tables of wonderful seeds and berries and big seashells filled with sweet nectars to drink. The best singers of the bird kingdom were hooting, cawing, whistling, warbling and crooning away. The long-legged birds were high-stepping with the smaller birds dancing between their legs and everyone was shaking their wings, feathers flying everywhere. Bat couldn't wait to get in there. He fluttered down to the entrance where Vulture stood guard. Evening, Vulture, Bat said nonchalantly as he hurried inside. Stop right there, Bat. You can't go in there. Why not? It's the birds' party and I'm a bird. See, I've got wings. One, two, one on each side. You also have dark fuzzy fur and sharp little fangs, hissed Vulture. Birds have feathers and beaks, not fur and teeth. Now get out of here before I peck you. And Bat barely missed being pecked by Vulture as he quickly fluttered back up to the tree. Bat was still trembling as he sadly watched the birds feasting and singing and dancing and the tears began to run down his fur all the way to his feet. And Bat began to slip this way and that way until he slipped all the way around and hung upside down. But Bat was too sad to care. He just stayed upside down and his tears fell down to the ground. And ever since that day, bats have always stayed to themselves and they only go out late at night when most of the other creatures are asleep. And they still hang upside down so their tears will fall to the ground to this very day. This is a story from Sudan, retold by Alison Cox. I love this story. On the surface, it seems almost flippant, poor old bat. But the message of the story actually runs deep. That feeling of exclusion, it's so common and so painful. As someone who grew up in Ireland in a minority community, and have traveled and finally settled on the other side of the world from where I grew up, feeling like an outsider is very familiar to me. And it goes beyond this. Bat identifies with being part of the animal and bird kingdoms, and yet he's accepted in neither place. He sees the party and the celebration of others, but he's not allowed in. It's interesting that in both cases, there's almost a thrill in the exclusion. The zebra asks Bat, where do you think you're going? A vulture threatens to peck him if he doesn't go away. There's quite a viciousness in the act of exclusion. And this, too, is not unfamiliar. If you've ever been a teenager excluded from the in-group, you'll remember this. I've had professional situations where I felt quite abruptly excluded. At first, I always wonder, okay, is this me? Is it my sensitivity or personal stuff that's happening here? Or am I actually being pushed out? 
and to be honest, both have showed up for me over the years. At times, I've not been included in conversation because my opinion was not wanted. As a woman in often exclusively male work environments, you don't need to experience much to know that your view is less valued. It's not unusual to hear women say that they've had to work twice as hard to get to the same professional level as their male peers. And that's before we even dive into the world of diversity where there's incredible exclusion in the often vicious reality of the workplace. So while it's quite amusing in this story, it's far from fun in real life. We need to take exclusion seriously in our own businesses. It's worth considering the comfort of others in the environments we create. The best boss I ever had gave me the feeling that I knew everything I needed to know and more about what was going on in our department. He trusted me with sensitive information and would tell me to go and talk directly to the senior team so I could get experience, but also so I would know that I was part of the decisions they were making. I felt included and it impacted my career ever since. I never want to make someone feel that they're not wanted, that they're not part of the whole. Having the experience of being excluded, while very painful, can be quite a lesson to learn. Some may argue that it's required learning to develop resilience. I don't really subscribe to that viewpoint that we need to grow thicker skin in order to survive. My thin skin serves me well with empathy, intuition, and sensitivity. And it's partly why I admire bats. For sure, the story depicts a slightly pathetic and very sad being hanging upside down in tears. But the truth is that they have the ability to navigate in total darkness. The bat is a very sensitive creature that sits very still, but also flies as fast as the wind. Bats feature in many myths, legends, and folklore from diverse cultures around the world and are often associated with darkness, death, and the supernatural. There's no doubt that they are strange creatures, half animal and half bird, like something from a nightmare world. From this duality and strangeness evolved a reputation of duplicity and threat. They appear as neither one thing nor the other. And it's not just their physical form that makes bats unusual and curious. The way they live their lives and their behavior places them, again, somewhere in between. They often live and breed in dark and unusual places like caves and tunnels and lofts, leaving these places at twilight, the time between light and darkness, in search of food. So as half bird, half mammal, showing up at the edge of day and night, they're seen as not quite part of the natural order, almost supernatural. Some cultures do represent bats as lucky and with healing properties. It could be because they managed to navigate this in-between space, moving through the veil of all worlds. Living in this in-between place is seen as powerful and therefore threatening, which would be why bats get such a hard time for it. When we think of the bat hanging upside down, it also speaks to perspective. Sometimes when we consider our greatest challenges, viewed from a different perspective, we can more easily find a solution. This story helps us remember that every problem is a lesson and every setback is an opportunity. Sometimes the biggest challenges and the most painful heartaches are our best learning experiences. Power doesn't have to be menacing or threatening. It could simply mean access to all places. Maybe the bat says, keep moving forward, explore all worlds. You are learning to fly. I'm Lisa Bloom. 
and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Self-Awakened Lifestyle and Blowing Up. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Mishi Lance and Jeff Govertson assembled the episode, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.